wrestling fanatics out there. Welcome to another edition of FSW Podcast. That's Father Son Wrestling, in case you were wondering. I'm your co-host, Big Papa Felix. And this is your second co-host, Jay Rodriguez. I don't have a special nickname. Yeah, I like my nickname. Well, in tonight's edition, we have tons to talk about. Of course, we had the Royal Rumble recently. Yours truly and this magnificent creature right here were there live. We witnessed it. It was amazing. A lot of details. Um, we got Raw to talk about. We got AJ. AJ Styles. Austin Aries. Austin Aries. How about that? A specific NXT star. And we're going to look at his future coming up. And of course, later on, uh, we have a special treat. Like I mentioned in my first uh, podcast, we have a cousin of mine who's an up-and-coming wrestler, uh, Lazaro Ozias. And uh, he'll be joining us via the telephone. Give him a little interview. If you guys have any feedback, you put it up on our page. And uh, we'll try to get you information. All right. So how was it, Knucklehead? How was your first Royal Rumble pay-per-view? Oh, my God. I told you guys, I believe in episode one, I said, Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view out of the 11 aside from WrestleMania. And I got to go to my first one. And our first topic is something I marked out. I screamed like a little girl. I jumped up and down. I was complete marked. He literally did scream like a little girl. AJ Styles, baby. AJ freaking Styles. WWE debut. Entrant number three. Roman starts off against Rusev. Eliminates Rusev. Countdown starts. And on the Titan Tron. After the 10, the 10 second count, Titan Tron says, I am the phenomenal AJ Styles. Orlando Exploded baby They went really really loud I actually thought it was a girl screaming But it was actually Justin who was screaming Yes sir And uh, I didn't realize who it was Because I was looking the other way But when I saw him I, I kind of marked out too AJ is, is a phenomenal wrestler No pun intended But uh, No very much pun intended There's a reason he's the phenomenal one He did it He put out an excellent show up there he lasted, um, I don't know, what, 25 minutes or so? 32 minutes? I believe it was close to 30, 28 minutes. Um, let, let me start off. Royal Rumble is the first pay-per-view of the year. And compared to 2015 of all pay-per-views, this was the best put uh, pay-per-view in the longest time. You know, 2015, that was just... All over the place, man. And that rumble from 2015 was horrible. Horrendous. Horribly planned. The match itself. But this year, it was for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. You had Roman Reigns coming out. He faced all 29 coming out at entrant number one. It was a hell of a show. Hell of a match. Um, You know, the it started off with Ambrose and Owens. Match of the night. I'm sorry, that was one hell of a match. Tables, ladders, chairs, last man standing, it was just 
no, it wasn't TLC, by the way. But they had that. It was a last man standing. And at the end of the day, end of the match, I by no means am a fan, per se, of Kevin Owens. I respect him for what he does. I, I don't like the character. Um, but he put on a really good show that night. Uh, going through those three tables was remarkable. And he, he deserves some kind of praise for that. Um, you know, Ambrose was Ambrose. He did his mark, he did his spots, everything was just, it was just an overall good match. And it kept us on our feet the whole time. And, um, now, I'll admit, I loved the match between New Day and Usos. I hated the outcome. Yeah, the outcome. How many times are we going to see the Usos lose? When we see them ask for their release and go to TNA, go to Ring of Honor or Lucha Underground? You know, his father, their father's, their father, Rikishi, Hall of Famer, will be all off for it. Leave. Because it's getting ridiculous. I love New Day. When 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 uh the beginning intro started, oh I was up. I was doing the nice little pelvic biggie dance. It was fun, but then and the match was good. It's just we needed the Usos to win. I don't know why they didn't make a win, you know, beyond me. But come on, creative. Creative team, let's let, let's get Usos with the title. I wanna see Usos and You need to get Uso crazy. Oh, they're crazy. Crazy to keep they're making a phenomenal new tag team. They need to be Honestly, they don't need the belts anymore, but we need to get the belts away from New Day. Um, I'm just not a fan of... Individually, I like them. Uh, i just not a fan of the group. Is their, their comic relief, if you will. Um, you know, they, they come out, they dance with the unicorns and this and that. That's all, you know... Actually, taking over, they pretty much taking over for for Santino Morello. You know, actually, it's not unicorn horns; it's a uh, llama penises. Oh, llama penises! All right, thank you, Ralph. Um, yeah, they they need to be taking. They making a mockery out of that belt, those tag team belts that have so much rich history. Um, and, and it's not much the matches, because when they're in the ring, you know, aside from the Xavier Woods, you know. Trump, trumpet, trombone, trombone, sorry, Francesca, to trombone, and, you know, they're just goofing around, you know, when you, when you sit there and you just focus on the match, it doesn't make a mockery, but when they're coming out and just, you know, talking about booty, they're talking about unicorns, and they got the llama penises on their foreheads, you know, it's, it's just, what kind of champion, they're good, they're good with what they're doing, they got told to do this, and, you know, kudos to you to doing your job. But this is not on New Day. This is on Creative Team and what they're actually doing to the For New crying Day. out loud, they didn't even let the phenomenal, if you will, Kofi Kingston do his, his annual Royal Rumble Spider-Man. Well, he did the one. He, he landed on, on, on Big E's they shoulders. They could have done more. And but. and then uh, unbeknownst to us, because we kind of missed it while we were there, we was so busy looking all over the place. He gets kicked by uh, Chris Jericho, I believe it was the springboard drop kick, and he falls off. But nothing spectacular in there. But uh, 
Kofi is is a is a good wrestler. He needs to, you know, separate himself from that tag team. Um, by the way, it's leave it up to the Rock to make us all forget it. Rudy Tootie Booty, and now we have a llama penis. Because that's what the fans were yelling out last night. I'll tell you something. Vince wishes that they were talking about Rudy Tootie Booty. Because if they start chanting llama penises, he's gonna he's gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, and, and since when did uh, WWE drop the PG-13? Oh, when the Rock is around, there is no rating. There was a lot of hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husbands because Rock is here, and he's going to do it his way. Yeah, the Rock is just an awesome, he's an awesome being. Um, we will talk more on that later. Let's continue with the Rumble pay-per-view with, let's move on to Becky versus Charlotte. Now, these two have... Pers- Becky, we love you. These two have potential to have a great match. I'm not going to say the match was bad. It could have been better, but they were more focused on Rick doing being yeah. Rick. Was it was it the rumble that he kissed Becky, he kissed, right? Um, yeah, and, he kissed her. You know, it's Rick being Rick. He's, he's, he took their thunder, you know. And that, that's fine, but they just focused so much on getting Charlotte the cheat win. Well, but what it almost seemed like was that McMahon is not certain that the Divas are going to be over. So he, someone has to interject Ric Flair into the the mix to try to give give it a give it a like a spice of something. And it was not needed because it was a, overall it was a good match. You know, Becky's is a it's a a decent wrestler. Um, so is Charlotte. You know, they they. Okay, let's 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 change that term. You, we can use, you know, great wrestler with them. Well, yeah, you know, they they. It is what it is. They they're very good wrestlers, and they put on a good show. Um, as you know, I'm I'm a big Becky fan now. Um, I don't know, there's something about her. I think she's hot. Um, I love the accent, but um. And you know, Charlotte looks too much like Dad. I can't look. I can't make it serious. I mean, it's like if I kissed her, am I kissing Ric Flair? So, um, you know, but she's, you know, the, it was a great match, and I think they ruined it with that little bit where he kissed, you know, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, all that nonsense. But uh, it was great for the eighties. But he he should not be interfering in any of the. I I kind of feel bad for Rick. I mean, I was watching him wobble around, and he doesn't look like he can go anywhere no more. But he's a fighter. He ain't gonna. He ain't giving up. But uh, so Charlie did win, and she started to beat down Becky, and then of course my baby girl Sasha Banks, legit boss, the baddest diva out there, came out. Crowd Orlando. Now, let's put in let's put this into perspective. NXT is held in Winter Park, Florida, in Full Sail University. Shout out to Full Sail. I am a student. And so the Orlando people love NXT. So of course they're gonna love Sasha. They exploded for Sasha. I did too. Hey, I didn't mark out as much as I did for AJ. But take half of that, and that's what I did for Sasha. Because, you know, we haven't seen her in a while, and I knew a face turn was coming. She did start off kicking Becky, and she looked like they were going to rejoin that that stupid faction that I hated in NXT, 
with her and Charlotte. And she turned around. She let Rick, uh, Charlotte turn around, let Rick leave. Said something to Sasha right as she was going to leave. Hit her with the bank statement. I, if, I don't know. I kind of saw a tap out. You can say what you want. And, you know, setting a point, uh, getting her point out. And I think this is a good feud. Now, whether they do Sasha, Charlotte, or Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky, it's going to be a great feud. I would love it, to see a triple threat. It looks to me like they pretty much took Becky out of it already. Because I think in Fastlane, they, I think it's going to be uh, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte for the title. And it could. And it looks like they're going to give the belt to Sasha. So, uh, Becky, you know, you had a nice run. Keep it up. You can get there again. You're a great wrestler. I love you. And, you know, keep your head up, kid. I look at it this way. If I was a writer, I would set Sasha versus Charlotte. Now, remember, Sasha still, even turning face against Charlotte, still kicked Becky. During the Fastlane match, towards the end, I would bring out Becky, attack Sasha, or Charlotte, with that, whichever seems right, have the other one win, where, uh, based off who, who she attacks, setting up a triple threat, WrestleMania match for the Divas Championship because these three have the potential of putting a possible match of the year candidate. And if they were in the but, tri- but let me interject here for a second. And and I don't know why they had it off of TV. I, I saw kind of something in the internet today. But Naomi deserves a title shot. She deserves a freaking title run before any of these girls can go on with their career. But she's that now. girl bust her ass day in and day out, and she's improved, and she deserves a title run. But as said, she is injured, undisclosed. I believe BG James, uh, Road Dog, revealed in an interview that she is indeed injured. It's undisclosed. Nobody knows. Um, and I. I understand why they're not telling us. You know, there's a lot of injuries. You know, same thing with Sasha. Word was she was hurt. She hadn't shown up since, I believe, December 28th on Raw, the last Raw of the year. And, you know, there's too many injuries. Take care of it secretly. Because too many is going to be like, well, why does WWE have all these injuries? What's going on there that they're not taking care of? It's a bad image. I understand. But, um... She like I said, Naomi is injured. I I don't know. Maybe they don't see her. Maybe it's because they don't believe she can carry herself as a champion. You know, right now is the NXT Revolution. It's gonna be hard. There's always there's always gonna be the one favorite group of divas every point. So um so we talked about Rumble. Uh, uh, AJ Styles. Now let's talk about the whole Rumble. That was the most well put Rumble that was assembled like in years. Maybe, maybe I want to go back to 2012, 2013 that that it compares to. And I, I don't know the, the order to, uh, of the superstars 
was just like perfection. I have two friends from uh, Full Sail University, Tyler Stevens and JJ Winward. Now, and we were talking earlier about that. It was just like, you know, it was smooth. The the the, the order of of entrance was just perfection. So you know, it's just it was amazing. There, there wasn't like I I watched. 2015 Rumble the other day, uh, before the this past Rumble, on the network, and I just I I had a disgusted face the whole time watching it. It was it was horrendous. Like you got Bray Wyatt taking over, and then you got Brian Daniel Bryan was coming out, and he was like number thirteen gets eliminated by number twenty, and you know the crowd was dead, and not, nothing was saved. It was three returns. You know, this year you had AJ, and AJ was enough for 10 returns in just that one entrance. So it really saved the Rumble. Uh, He lasted a long time, longer than most people. And um, it came down to Bray Wyatt, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and the returning, the game, Triple H. Not suited, not COO. The game. Now, now keep in mind, I, I, the Attitude Era is my era. And I kind of marked out inside of me because Triple H is the game. And, you know, he had such a great run in, in the Attitude Era. Uh, I don't know what this authority crap that he's doing now. I don't, I'm not a fan of that. So, um, I did mark out a little bit when I saw Triple H, you know. Um, but that being said, I don't think, you know, he should have gotten the belt that night because I, and I get it guys. I get it. They wanted to make him a 14 time champion. They wanted him to be the only wrestler to hold all the modern belts of this decade. His era, the the last two eras. And, And I get it, but. Making him champion, I I would have, I predicted that he was gonna go on Raw and give up the belt. It didn't happen. Teased because he said he didn't need the belt, but then he went with he wanted. Uh, the belt. It it didn't happen, and now the fact that they're gonna have him defend it at WrestleMania. Um, hope he does the right thing and gives it gives it up. You know, time honored tradition. What's best for business is that he gives up the belt. I felt I saw him and live in person, and and you gotta remember, I've I'm originally from New York City, and I've been to Madison Square Garden thousands of times, and I've seen the game in his heyday, and this is just a bony version of him. He was so skinny than he was back then, so I don't think. Um, he was ready for this. I don't. I don't. I don't even think his heart is set. I think they pushed him into this, and it could have been his father-in-law Vince, but he did it. And now we have to deal with him defending the belt at WrestleMania, and I don't think it should be him. He should, these young lions out here should be the ones. Now, but you know, we could look at it. You, you're looking at it that way. I'm looking at it this way. 
I know we we never had this conversation with people outside. I'm actually bringing this up to him for the first time. I, I'm looking at it this way. This could be the end of um the authority. Roman finally defeats the authority of Mania. That that's what this could be. It could be a stipulation. If Triple H loses, authority is permanently. And I know we tried that. Keep in mind, we still haven't had the money in the bank. And that's coming up before WrestleMania. No, it's not. No, it's not. They decided not to do it this year because he cashed. It's never. He cashed in in WrestleMania. Yes, he won it 2014 in June or July. Cashed it in WrestleMania. You don't have until WrestleMania. You have a whole year. Remember, it used to be one. This year is no, no. Money in the bank. Is that what you're saying? Yes, because Sheamus did cash in before the year of 2016. So there is no more Money in the Bank winner for the year until the Money in the Bank pay-per-view coming up later in the year. Which they should do away with anyway. I, I, it's a good concept, but you, you know, it, it always turns into screwing. You know, it's And I know Cena won it. It gave, means nothing. TNA's version, uh, Feast of Fire, it means nothing. It's, it's a dumb way. To steal a belt. That's that's what it comes down to. Now, if you want to do it, I know it's the, you know, anytime, anywhere. I respect what RVD did, and that was cashing against Cena, giving him time at one night stand, in which he then won the WWE Championship against Cena at the ECW one night stand, and was both the WWE and ECW. That I like. Because then Cena did it later to Punk, and he lost. But then, you know, you got the guys that are coming in, and they're just, oh, he's down and out. He's ready. When has a match ever started when a wrestler isn't ready to wrestle, you know? If he's tired, but he could still stand, I understand. But when he's knocked down after a brutal fight, and then you want to come in, he never even stood up for the first bell, you know? It ruins it. Um... Back to the Rumble. Uh, it was Roman, Bray, Dean, and Triple H. Roman eliminates Sheamus, celebrates, and here comes Hunter to eliminate Roman. Officially dethroning, did I say that right? Roman Reigns of his World Heavyweight Championship. Let me point out to the fact my mom pouted for that. She's a big Roman fan. And that is like the the picture. Oh, it, it, it was totally great because she, he flew over the ring, and she instantly looked at me and screamed, "Let's leave!" <laughs> and that's usually him. But we paid for these tickets. We weren't leaving. And and you, she might think of it as we're making fun of her, but you know that. That described his whole fan base. They were everybody was was pouting. Um, it came down to Dean and Triple, and we. I I honestly believe they were going to give it to Dean. Like all Triple H wanted was to eliminate Roman, get rid of him, and then boom, Dean came in and eliminated him. Didn't happen that way. A few punches here and there. Ultimately, Triple H wins the title, new World Heavyweight Championship champion. I apologize, and um. Big celebration. He's the first guy to win the Rumble for the title. Well, with it being defended, because the first guy was Ric Flair in 92. 
where he won the vacated WWE Championship and with the help of Hogan, might I add, which I thought Roman was going to do. I would have eliminated Roman um, Triple as Roman and helped Dean win, but... You know, I'm not a part they, of the I think they 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 uh, hinting a little dissension between Ambrose and and Reigns. Something is coming down. I don't know. They're not ready to be a heel either of them, and I think it will be bad time. Uh, something is definitely going down. Keep stay tuned, fans. Now be- before before hold on hold on before you get into to TNA and all this other craziness, let me give a quick plug because we're here in Orlando. And the Royal Rumble was here in Orlando, and it, and if you never, ever, been to an NXT taping, you're missing out. You have tons of fun in these uh, little arena, and they were out in full force here in the Amway Arena, and we're talking three three NXT crowds. There's nothing like these fans. They are awesome. That they they come out with the weirdest chants. They 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 random, and they were out in full force throughout. I'm talking about even during the pre-show. So, uh, any any chants you might have uh, heard in the pay-per-view. These are we're constant going. Uh, in fact, we're going tomorrow night to the NXT taping, and. This well, is what we see every day, not, every time we go. R- real quick, it's not tomorrow night. It'll be... Well, the taping is th- tomorrow night. Well, well, it's Wednesday night because this well, should be posted Wednesday. And so it should... Depending on what time, you know, let's just go with the date. It's the 26th of January. 27th? Wait, I got my days wrong. Tomorrow's the 27th. 27th of January. So, um, this is... After March episodes airing, so we will be a little bit ahead, and I will not spoil. So, yeah, but, I can't guarantee that. But uh, I like spoils; they don't bother me. They bother this young man here. It ruins the excitement. But moving on with the fans, continue. But the fans were 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 awesome. I, if any of you guys are listening to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for all the, the fun that you guys make. Um, NXT tapings are great. And again, if you're in the Orlando area, whether you live here or you're here on vacation. It's $10, people. Look it up and go to one of these tapings because I guarantee you, you're going to have tons and tons of fun. Is that there's no, there is no bad seat. Everywhere is a good seat. It's a $10 ticket. Bring your family. It's fun. It's funny. Uh, I mentioned my two friends, Tyler and JJ, earlier. These two, Tyler's a big Bailey fan. He's a he's a he's a big. He's probably the biggest man Bailey fan I know. Uh, JJ's just a big wrestling fan. He's and then you got Eva Marie's biggest fan, Jenny. Everyone knows Jenny. She's like she's always dressing up like her, and Eva's always with her. And you know, did, she, did she give a shout out to Iggy? Izzy. 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 Izzy's biggest girl, Bailey fan. Izzy, I'm sorry I called you Iggy. But you're adorable. You're cute. Keep it up, girl. And uh, her, her parents are always with her. And they're Bailey fans. And they enjoy it. It's just, it's always fun. 
never a dull moment. And when the wrestlers like Mojo Rawley gets into it, it's it's amazing. Mojo is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You will love that. You love that. Full Sail University. Get your tickets. NXTtickets.ticketforce.com. Get your tickets there. Get them early. Get them on time because they run out fast. NXT is the hottest thing around. I'm telling you, and I'm going to say this one more time. You will have more fun at an NXT taping than you do at a WWE taping. Thank you, Mr. Paul Levesque. Um... Before we go into Raw recap, let's talk about TNA's reaction. Of now, course, yeah. it wasn't a big, but it was, I call it, a douchebag move. They tweeted, congratulations to TNA original AJ Styles on his debut tonight. We wish him all the best. Trying to take his thunder. It's none of your business, TNA. We know what happened. You claimed you signed him in December. You never really signed him. Listen, I'm not a TNA fan, so if you're a TNA fan, stop listening. Uh, I, I'm, I, I enjoy TNA. I'm a wrestling fan, but they're just, you know, they don't impress me. The wrestlers do. I do listen. I think they have some good talent. They um, just don't use them right. I think they have better writers. No, they do TNA. not. No, they do not. But we will get into that maybe in another episode. We got to move on. We'll duke this out because they do have better writers than WWE. Um, no, there wasn't a lot on Raw we're going to talk about. Um, it was a it was a decent raw. It was your typical fallout, and um, I mean, I guess the biggest part was The Rock's return. What a classic moment! He was high on crack, maybe the weed in Miami. <laughs> um, he went off the script. Now let, let let me tell you this, people. There was three guys who were at the Rumble dressed up like the Undertaker, Macho Man, and uh, the Immortal Hulk Hogan. They drove another three and hours. And The Rock. Don't forget, there was one. Yes, like and the, the Rock. Rock. They drove another three hours from Orlando to Miami, showed up at Raw, and they got moved because they were front row in front of the camera where, where you could see them. And security moved them. WWE moved them because they were a distraction. Rock didn't really know that because during his promo in the ring, goes off the script. He literally says, it's, you know, this is when we go off the script. <laughs> And he talks to them. Now, he introduced... First, let's start off with the black guy in commentary. Vince got a heart attack. Shout out to Byron Saxton, Cypress Creek alumni. Um, The black guy in commentary comment. Then, you know, you got these guys, they move. He puts them on camera. And he mentions Hulk Hogan. You know his issue. And then New Day comes out. And he's talking about llama penises. And like I said earlier, he totally he, forgot what era he was in. <laughs> let's for, he's he was in his home. He was having fun. He even said the weed in Miami's fun. Weed is not legal in Miami, people. <laughs> this is only in Denver and I believe Seattle. And he mentioned this on live television on the US, the USA Network. Well, they were probably laughing. I mean, it's, it's midnight. Put the kids to sleep. Welcome to TV fourteen. I hope this is the first change. Yeah, but you know what? He's the rock. He's a movie star. He don't need WWE. WWE needs him. They know that. He knows that. He gets away with it. Um, If I had to rate Raw, 7 out of 10. Could have been better. Pretty decent. Uh, The ending match was okay. No, no, okay. The ending match was good. 
the at the 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 two thirds uh day uh, reunion of the shield, and they even did the the triple power bomb, but it was really double, and they threw uh Rusev through the through the table, um. Now there's two news. This is old, but you know, bringing you up to date. The Wolves, Eddie Edwards, Davy Richards resigns with TNA exclusive deal. Very heartbreaking for me. I am a Wolves fan, and I want them in NXT. I, no, I okay. Like the eh, let me cut that. I want them in the main roster. If AJ could do it, they can do it. Um, we yeah. told we told you we're going to the next NXT tapings. The one before that was in the University of Central Florida, the CFE Arena, where we. Well, people in attendance, we will see this episode March 2nd on the WWE Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest man that ever lived, Austin freaking Aries, a double baby, in NXT. It is a great time to be a WWE fan. Yeah, double, a double is, is definitely a good wrestler. He should go. I don't. I don't understand why he's not in the main roster. He, he belongs up there. Um, yeah, if you think about it, I I like these moves. I already explained it. I'm not gonna explain it again. You want to hear it? Go back to episode one. We need more views. It goes, but it goes back to WWE having a, a cuckoo they, brain. They having cuckoo. They acting cuckoo, and we uh, we will never know. What they're thinking, but you know, um, they've lasted for over fifty years. The revolutionary spark. well, now it's fifty years. <laughs> uh, they've been saying that since the eighties, and the eighties yeah. were thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah, I never explained that. Your math doesn't make sense. <laughs> Even with when they were what CWF Capital Wrestling <laughs> Federation, that was still in the fifties. We're not stupid. Anyways, um, back to TNA. Angle got a TNA contract offer. And uh, I don't know if he accepted it. I don't know if he signed. I hope he doesn't. His last match is January 31st in the live event. He's facing off uh, Bobby Lashley. If I'm correct, it is in the UK. It's not going to be televised. Don't, Kurt, don't hurt our feelings. Don't go back. Come on, buddy. We we want you back. It's true. It's damn true. The problem is that Triple H doesn't want him back. And which is amazing because they're they're so close. They have so many feuds. You know what he's capable uh, of. Listen, no Maybe. one knows what went behind closed doors. We don't know. We, it's all speculations. You know, the bottom line is they're around the same age. He's okay to have the world title, but Angle is not allowed to come back into WWE and make one last run, not a title run, just one nice run and, for the WWE universe. And here's something we do know. Angle revealed what he offered. He was all he didn't want to do was live events. He was going to do occasional live events. He just didn't want to do that. You know, it, it takes a toll. He is forty. He was going to be at every RAW. He was going to be at every pay per view every month. You know, what more do you want? Or do you want less, like zero percent? This is Kurt Angle. So we will um. Let, let's move on to uh, our last topic, and then we're going to take a quick commercial break. Lucha Underground. Now, this isn't bashing them, because I love Lucha Underground. They're amazing. Um, they claimed that WWE was stealing their, was trying to steal their talent. And I did hear they did offer Enelico 
and Jack Evans contracts, who are two wrestlers for the Lucha, and they said no because we like what's going on in Lucha Underground. I don't. I mean, we did. We sorry. Screw it. We the WWE. They did steal Del Rio again. We, now this time, Lucha Underground is having a. But it is true. They did try. I mean, but you cannot steal a whole roster. That is just grand. They were trying to steal their big, their big stars. Who, who, who can they possibly? Mil Muertes, okay. I know him back since he was, uh, an ECW. He's old. WWE He's don't 42. want him. That's not who they were looking at. They were looking at Angelico. They were looking at Jack Evans. They looking. They're still looking at Ricochet, who's play, who's son of havoc. <laughs> well, Son of Havoc was already in WWE. He was in Tough Enough. That's Matt Cross. Yeah. But uh, Puma did meet up with, with uh, Hunter in uh, Evolve. Triple H and Regal were backstage at Evolve. Regal did come out. And uh, he, he they met. They met with Ricochet. And I think bringing him in will be the best thing. You know, he's not, he's not the Lucha champion anyways. But uh, it's time to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, we're going to to hear a few messages from our sponsors. There's a you telephone because after the commercial break, we will be talking to uh any wrestler from New Jersey, Lazaro Oseas. We will get him on the phone, and that's the first person we'll be talking to after this quick commercial break. You and two and two. Ladies and gentlemen, listen up. The Elefante Movement is here. It's time to feel like the elephant in the room. All eyes on you. It's time to join the Elefante Movement. Get the gear, the hats, the hoodies, the shirts. 
Get them all at TeamElefante.us Elefante pocket music shirts, snapbacks, hoodies Get them all, get them now Join the movement, it's the most unique style hats and apparel in the industry today Elefante over everything To bar a man attempts to take off they dress Just to fuck with Elefante My snapback Elefante All right, everybody, welcome back to FSW Podcast. With us right now, via well, the... Well, we, di- we discussed a little bit, um, a quick recap. Uh, we talked about the Raw Rumble, Raw, um, you know, and I did mention during the beginning that we're going to have a special guest, and uh, we have a family member who's into pro wrestling, and, you know, it should be fun trying to get, uh, hear some stories on the road from him, um, again, uh, you know, if you have any questions that you might have, and you can hit us up on the email or, or on our page, and he'll he'll, we'll, he'll sh- and uh, we'll try to get that answer for you. Lazaro probably will share his Twitter if he has one. I don't know if he's that hip. Um, he trained with red guys like Red and um, Amazing Red uh, and Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. Ladies and gentlemen, this is him on his first official wrestling interview. Give him a round of applause, Lazaro Zayas. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you guys. Um, Those people who know I am are really excited. So let's start off with uh, let's hear the story of what brought you into professional wrestling and into your first class of uh, wrestling training. Well, it was new, Felix. Uh, I remember being a little kid and having, like, kind of all the big events were always on. And uh, I knew of it, definitely knew of it, especially Saturdays. It was WCW Saturday night and then cops, you know, at a well up house. But uh, 98, when it exploded, I obviously became the fan of the entire world did. And um, going to live events and seeing that environment, it was always like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I was there in 2002 when Triple H came back and he got that ovation. And I always remember having my little stuff with the title belt and being like, well, I'm going to do this one day. <laughs> but, you know, played baseball, wasted too many years doing that. And I was actually at the Survivor Series uh, 2011, the Garden, when uh, CM Punk won the title. And that's when I knew it. I was like, you got to do this. You, you got to take a book one day. I don't know where or how, because you have to do this someday. And, uh, Less than a year later, actually, uh, August 2012, my first training session at House of Gloria. Uh, let, let me give the world. let me give the little background about um, again. Like I said, uh, Lazaro is is my cousin, um, and uh, we went to you know I was I'm 16 years older, so I always babysat him, and of course me being this humongous wrestling fan. Uh, he would sit down and watch it with me, and, and I got a, I got him into it. It would be him, my grandmother, and and uh, we would sit there and watch all the pay-per-views, and here was Lazaro, you know, sitting in between us, watching us, and asking questions, and... and uh, I'm sure I asked more than enough questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he drove me nuts. I was like, will you shut up? He still does. 
I just remember being petrified. Uh, that's, that's probably my first memory of wrestling, other than like Hogan, I wear like crying when he would get hit. My no. first memory truly being petrified of the Undertaker. Yeah, my, my <laughs> our grandmother pretty much the wrestling um, was actually someone beating each other up and um, not that it was scripted. So she would panic a little bit, <laughs> cover her eyes. Because well, <laughs> this was the eighties and early nineties, people. You know, we, it wasn't that. That was their Santa Claus. You know, it was real. Yeah, and then, it, then in the late nineties, her her weird. I don't know if how many people know this. Maybe you know it, but she had this obsession with Billy Kidman, and that became like her her new favorite. And every time he'd get beat up, she would be like, "Oh, thank God, it's safe." Like, this is during the attitude era, her favorite was Billy Kidman, for some reason, I think because of the, the shooting star press. She was a but trooper. She was the same way she was holding. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're actually the reason I even knew wrestling existed outside of WWE, because your old tape collection, I didn't know if you still have that. Yeah, I used to have a ton, and, and in fact, I still have them. Uh, tons of wrestling VHS, you know, you yeah, kids out there who don't know what VHS are. It's tapes. <laughs> first exposure to like NWA and like AEWCW, uh, which is funny. I was gravitated to used to lend me them. I remember, and even then, I, I seemed to enjoy that more than like '80s cartoon and stuff. Not, not that there's anything against that. But I don't know why. I was just different. Being Ric Flair and compared to like I don't know, being Freddie Undertaker. And uh, he, you, you guys heard. Uh, Oseas mentioned he was at the 2002 Raw when Triple H returned. Another one, uh, Felix, my father here, with him, went to a 2000 edition of SmackDown in uh, early December that, of that year in Madison Square Garden. Now, it was during the Rikishi, Triple H heel stuff and all Undertaker. that. Undertaker. And uh, the American Badass and Mick Foley was the commissioner. Uh, Triple H yeah. comes out and attacks uh, Kurt, and Rock, and uh, and uh, Austin, I believe, and he raises the chair, and you see in the background my father and Lazaro just there in the back watching, stargazing because we were like, huh? It was the end of the show, <laughs> so there you could see like they looked like ready to go, but you know, it was two thousand. Yeah, yeah, Everybody, you know, was always standing up at the end. Lazaro, that was the one where uh, the McMahon told his wife he wants a divorce. I want a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> that was when uh, Stone Cold was throwing beers at Kurt Angle from, from the ring. <laughs> and Angle was just like ducking and diving on the way up. Yeah, that was uh, a long time ago. That was 16 years ago. Jesus. I'm, I'm going to fish for that footage. I'm going to get a picture, and I will post it on our official Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can let me plug it real quick. You can follow us at FSW Podcast. Uh, look out for it because I will be looking for that picture of them in the back. Yeah. I think I had it on my Instagram actually. I think I had screen capped it. One of you guys had sent it to me, screen capped, and then I put it up. It's yeah, just a big blue blur in the background, but but you deleted like three different Instagrams, so it might not be. There. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Some situation there. So moving forward, um, uh, of course I move away and I move to Orlando and Lazaro begins his life of finding what he wants to do. And, and Lazaro, from here on, you take over and tell us how, how you started, how you got in there and how you met Amazing Red. Well, I, um, I 
kids that are coming into wrestling. Tell them how that first body slam felt. Body slam didn't scare me as much as the suplex. The first bump, you don't feel it because you're adrenaline pumping. You feel that more the next day. Uh, learning the ropes for the first time is really painful. It's just like being whipped, especially if you start picking up speed. Oh, it's just terrible. Uh, suplex is scary. It still scares me because day. It's just a regular vertical suplex. Your legs are just up in the air. The first time I went up, uh, he told me you're just going up and I'm going to bump, but he dropped me. <laughs> I saw the mirror, I saw my legs dangling, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to fall. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, your eyes just, it's just everything you've heard, your eyes falls out of your head. Like, it's just, uh, it's just so crazy. Now I'm a little used to the bump. Things are different. But uh, it's um, the first time, first month, it was terrible. He was going to go to wrestling school with Dustin Advil and try and get in the best shape possible. Uh, because it's the hardest thing I ever do. Still is. Because it's so incredibly hard. There's days I can't even walk. I'm like, ah. And I'm not even doing much yet. Yeah, and I remember you showing us pictures of all the bruises you have. And, and, you know. Oh, yeah. And for all you wrestling uh, critics out there, they wrestling is fake. Let's go with skeptics. Let's, let's, uh, uh, we'll show you some of those pictures. If you have, you should send them over to us. We're going to post those pictures. Yeah, I, I have to search through them. Like, here my old email. Here my arm is really fun from learning how to throw cold lines. Uh, phone training. So. It, it's like it's like Ken Anderson says, wrestling is real. People are fake. Yeah, it's, it's very real. It's very real. Very painful. But I, I'm kind of lucky because the way like, Red is very old school and very... Like, uh, Attentive to like making us see how painful it is. It didn't abuse us by any means, but didn't necessarily go easy on us. And uh, so even now, like I'll get kicked or I'll get hit, and it won't affect me as much because the moment I started, like he was very like he never he held anything back, which is 
grateful for. And it opens you up, makes you up really quick. So like, okay, this is, you know, it's not, <laughs> the punches aren't always thrown the hardest, but they definitely connect. And then from there, you went on from Hog, uh, you, you met up with Kurt Hawkins, is, is that right? Yeah, that was uh, March, uh, April, I thought it was right on time Ultimate Warrior died. I always remember that. So I ended up at uh, Creative Pro. Because when I, when I um, joined Hog, like I said, I just stopped playing baseball. Like I wasn't in the best situation in my life, not necessarily financially, I had, I had a job and everything, it's just... I wasn't ready. There was a lot of on and off, a lot of um, start and stop, a lot of me not giving them at all. And, and you, you guys know anything. I'm not the easiest person to deal with. I'm sure I drove me crazy. Um, from there, I just realized like, I needed to do something different to make anything on it. And uh, I, I would equate like going to Career Pro, which is Career Hawkins School, to like going to WWE. Like, didn't care what you had done before. Like, one of my trainers that I actually had not been on shows with him. And in care. It was just like back of the line, learn everything new. Uh, I, I thought I was a wrestler when I got there. And I quickly realized I don't know how to do like, I don't know how to do the most basic things. I think I was also a very tough critic because he was, he was still on the contract when I first started in the school. So he was still at the performance center at NXT on certain days. So everything we were doing was kind of WWE style. And it was. That, that was, was Kurt Hawkins style. you're talking about, correct? Yeah, Kurt Hawkins. Because I, I, you also trained with uh, Zack Ryder for a little bit too, did you? Well, he wasn't the trainer. He would come to class and kind of just get in with us. Was he the, the end, because, like, Was he the only yeah. guest that would come through Cap? Uh, like WWE guys? Of any uh, any wrestlers uh, that would come through. Trent Beretta would come a couple of, I think Trent Beretta came a couple of times. Yeah, uh, Trent and the Indies and then Trent. Uh... We had a uh, seminar with Chris Hero while I was there. Was he? Was that when he was Cassius, or was this already after the release? No, no. <clears throat> this is already after. This is a year after he had been released. Now, now, now him, you and I spoke on Sunday and um, during the Royal Rumble, and uh, you had mentioned that you have. I mean, you cool talking about AJ? Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, you have mentioned that AJ told you once that he. Well, I'll let you tell the story. Go ahead. Well, he came in when I started Hog in February of 2014. Uh, and it was probably like the biggest star we had had at the time. So everybody was naturally nervous. And oh my God, AJ Styles. And, uh, he was right off his TNA run. And uh, he was the nicest. He, people were intimidated to talk to him. You know me, I'm the black and all. He was kind of just standing in the hallway with him. And, just started asking him advice and then started talking about movies that he, he was coming to America fan and I just remember the, the thing that struck me the most about him was how modest and, and he was sincere you can tell like I remember like, telling him like oh you know you would get a huge reaction if you came to WWE you know at the garden or something he was like no nobody would care <laughs> that just struck me as somebody had done so much and was so well known you're so modest like a real person and not a character you well, that just goes to show you how humble he is. He's such a good guy. Um, to yeah, you. this is this is a guy who's, you know, worldwide known, a phenomenal, if you will, wrestler, and he was just saying, "Huh, I don't think they're gonna give me a huge pop." I mean, that's 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 insane. Yeah, 
Yeah, you'd be surprised at how many people are nowhere near that. But I gotta tell you, I was there. I was there live, and I thought the roof was gonna come down when his when everyone realized who was coming out. Well, I think what what made it best, you know, it was in Orlando, Florida. Now TNA was filming there for like now makes ten years ago, I believe, when they joined uh, Universal Studios and they they started recording tapings and uh, you know. Uh, pay-per-views at, at the Impact Zone. So he made, he has a big fan base in Orlando. He extended it to Japan, you know, after, and, and the Ring of Honor fans, and so when it finally came to and he showed up at the Rumble, it was just, you know, and it, it, every, I mean, I thought he would be 30, and he came out number 3, and I think that was even more surprising. So, Orlando just completely, you know, reacted Amazing, and to add to what he says, you know that proves no matter who you are or what you've done, you know nobody's bigger than the WWE. Even AJ Styles didn't think he would get the pop, and he's one of the biggest wrestlers uh, in the industry. In the the whole industry, exactly. Yeah, I've got to meet him uh, a couple of times. Actually, I went out to um, to LA. In two summer of 2014, it's a pro wrestling guerrilla battle of Los Angeles. We, me and another one of the students from uh, Creative Pro went out there to support uh, Brian, uh, Trip Hawking. He was actually wrestling AJ that night in the main event. And then I met him again in December of 2014 at a, at a hog show. Like, I'm sure AJ doesn't know who the hell I am, but I'm saying he's always the same person. Uh, funny story, my dream is to go to Japan. Like, that, that's what I want to do, New Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, at Bola, he had the uh, IWGP belt and like it was so hard not to ask to take a picture with it or anything but I just wanted to hold it you totally marked <laughs> out like, at that point <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to but I didn't and it was like you can't do that in that setting I just wanted to hold the belt and I was like uh, okay did you yeah. take a picture with the belt? no no I couldn't do it I wanted to I probably could have but I just didn't want to you know so going I back I to a picture of the, the tag belt stuff and I took some some uh, uh, Doc Gallows you with the what was the you took you said you took pictures with the IWGP tag? No, I didn't wear it. I just like kind of snuck and took a creep picture of it. That was laying on the table in front of us. Do you still have that picture? I, I think so. Yeah, I got to find it. My, send my it to us. Account. I will. I will throw that on our Instagram for our viewers as well. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really small belt, which is the surprising part. Yeah, all the belts well, in Japan are kind of tiny. Well, not the the world title is huge. It's massive because every other belt is. It's, very, it's very not big. like the Ric Flair belt, is it? No, it's a circle. No, actually, it might be. It's pretty big. But the design is like a circle type, right? It's weird. It's, I don't know. It's like a. Uh, well, he like had it one time in TNA. He no, bought it to TNA. No, 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 no. He he brought it in uh, uh, Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor brings that those titles in. Yeah, they wanted to do TNA, TNA, he came back well, with Well, because the Dudleys had the, the IWGP in the beginning, but tag team, and I they came into TNA with it. But not the world, no, but I, don't, I don't believe anybody came in with the World Heavyweight Championship because it, it flipped between Brock Lesnar and Kurt, Kurt Angle. No, I, I think actually Kurt might have brought it in when they were doing that whole uh, two IWGP champions. Yes, that is right. When he oh it was he beat Brock, right? Yeah, yeah. And then yes, yeah. he may, he might have brought it into TNA. Um, yeah. 
So going going back to uh, the character of Lazaro, um, what what is that character? What what is what are you looking for? Well, it's just, I'm a big horror movie fan, and uh, I wanted to do something along the lines of that, but I didn't want to do something campy. Nothing's anything wrong with that. I just it would be hard for me to pull off. So it's it's very kind of American Psycho kind of. Uh, it's very like old Dick the Snake. It's more of like is it a dark character? Yeah, but it's not like creepy Undertaker dark. It's just more like the things I say. It's, it's like, wait a minute, that's really messed up. But I'll be oh. straight face. I, I don't never raise my voice. Nothing like that. So would it be There's like a lot of guys who are crazy? But I don't want to be crazy outwardly. So it's like, like a dark. So, so would you compare it to? The heel Chris Jericho from 2010, when he was Jericho, maybe. when he came in with the suit, but just maybe a little yeah, more maybe darker. Yeah, some of some of the delivery, yeah, it's very never got out of line yet, but uh, yeah, it's a little more twisted. You know, he also had to be on TV, CG, but not so not so maniacal that it sounds like Bray Wyatt. Yeah, no, that's an entirely different thing. That's more, you know. Outwardly crazy and creepy. It's more like kind of normal looking. Like I was growing my beard out for a bit, and it got a little too out of hand. So I got a little bit. But I just kind of want to be not necessarily clean cut, but like normal looking. And like, well, it's really messed up the way you say things. It's actually <clears throat> when I started wrestling, uh, one of the guys I was saying with told me that I wrestled like a serial killer. So I don't even know what that means, but that's kind of where it came from. Are you moving a lot? Yeah, my old man knees are swelling up. Oh man, man, you're you're 26. Stop the plan. Yeah. Um, I spotted for a long so, time. <laughs> so with with um, the, the character I'm hearing, it kind of sounds not exactly, but similar to the Samuel Shaw from like the last two years, kind of like Dexter Morgan from Showtime. Is that is it like yeah, that? Yeah, I can see it's a person. I was a huge fan of that. I thought he was gonna um. I thought he was amazing when it's at that role. Not as well, he's very American psycho. He's tight and it was great. Uh, maybe a little different, but I definitely, I definitely see a comparison to that. I wish I would have thought of dressing like that first. I thought the gear was perfect, but can't do it now. For some reason, when, when you told me about the Lazaro uh, character, I saw something like you dressing up in me not medieval times. But you know, with the high collar, like Dracula, vampire-looking thing, so it's more—it's more like dressed like. Uh, are you dressed like, say, CM Punk or with the hood? No, no, no. Like I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I learned that lesson the hard way. It's kind of like my gear is very simple. It's all black. Um, I was told that she didn't have logos. That she didn't have. Uh,
do have another like idea in place for it. I just don't haven't got it designed or made yet, but keep getting the wrap and take time. So now let's let's move on to to your experience now. Now from the start of Hog to your time in Cap, how many yeah. how many matches did you have, or if any? Uh, at Hog, there's only one. The Battle Royal at uh, uh, Ring of Honor versus Hog Show, which was cool because guys like Adam Cole and Kevin Steen were there. Uh, there's only one. Um, I did a two matches. For uh, Fighting Spirit Wrestling later that year, and then I, I joined Cap and uh, I joined Cap. At that point, they weren't a promotion yet; they didn't have like a promoter's license or anything, so you could just go through school. And like I said, we were everybody was told back of the line, learn everything new, learn everything the right way. And um, then I actually shattered my hand, so I was out for about six months. I remember. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, so it was pretty much up to that out of the end of it. It was the most frustrating thing. Like, you're on a show, I gotta get a taste of it, and then everything was just taken away. And, uh, it wasn't until this past October that I didn't start actually having matches on shows and stuff again. We were actually, yeah, October. So, uh, it was just CZW. So those are worse. So, um, you're done with training now, correct? Well, no, not necessarily. I'm not in a school, but I'm not signed up to a school anymore because it's just, just expensive. It's time-consuming. You're now on you're you're on the indie circuit type wrestling school. Yeah, I'm trying to get my name learn, out there. Yeah, you learn on the way. Yeah, and I don't think that's what I mean more than anything. It's just experience being out there. Like, you know, every book I've read, everything I've read, I just said that I've learned more than anything. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm doing. Like last week, I had a couple of tryouts. Now, are you under the banner of CZW? Well, we're not contracted or anything. It's kind of like an open door policy. Those rules. Now, now CZW is is sort of like ECW from what I can see. Yeah. Are you? Well, I mean, they're definitely known for the ultraviolet stuff, which is what you call it. But uh, if you actually I, take the time to watch it, it's a lot, of, especially the trainers are phenomenal wrestlers. Like it's. I actually a, a went to the website. I went to the to the website and uh, it was some really hardcore stuff going on in there. It was barbed well, wires and well, you can even see if if you wrestling fans never seen CZW. Now, if you watch the movie The Wrestler starring Mickey Rourke, uh, Randy the Ram, the character that he plays wrestles for CZW. You can kind of see, you know, who's going through glass and. Barbed wire, they have the staple yeah, gun. I believe that's the same venue where Cage Buff is at, if I'm not mistaken, as far as Skate Zone. Uh, here in South Jersey, well, not in South Jersey, but South Jersey. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I was at, you know, we got to do the, uh, the Dojo Wars pre show, which is a part of, like, uh, the way they see it is, like, Dojo Wars is their NXT. Uh, like, 90% of the roster is from, straight from their academy. And then, you know, kind of like freelancers like myself. And, uh, like, being back there, the KB back, you see them assembling the scaffolding and the barbed wire back, you know, you know it's, <laughs> it's definitely an experience. Um, how many, you, when did you, where, when, I don't know if maybe I misheard you, but it, when did you debut with CZW? I thought it was my first 
For the casual fan that um, looks in the internet, what what what's your stature? What's your height? Well, I'm I tend to hunch, but I'm I just got physical. I'm six two. <laughs> She's good to hear. And you're gonna be about six four and some good boots. And, you, and your weight? Uh, right now is uh two ten. Trying to for two maybe. And uh, I'm, I want to lose weight at the same time. Technically, small in my. And um, you, so you're more of a. Do you consider yourself a, a high flyer or no, ground no, attack? No. I mean, could do some stuff like some springboard stuff that I learned, but uh, I would say more strike based, uh, a lot of kicks, uh, and knees. Like I guess it just comes from being obsessed with. New Japan. Uh, yeah, definitely more strike based. I guess a brawler, you can call it. But, uh, yeah. So, more, so it's like more like an MMA fighter? Oh, not necessarily. It's like you're killed by an actual MMA fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess maybe. Uh, well, well, maybe more like, like a Dean Ambrose. He, he's, he does his high flying, but, you know, when he's in that ring, he does those rapid hits, and so he has a lot of striking. So, is it more like that? I guess, yeah, maybe. And when I first started training, uh, you know, I just debuted on the main roster and I was just pretty much like shamelessly ripping him off. Uh, the character in the matter was just like, they kind of cut that out. But, yeah, so I, I get to be comparison. He's always been a big fan of his. So, with us living here in Orlando, we get, we get to see a lot of, uh, or hear that WWE is having NXT trials. Have you thought about something like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it always cracks me up when guys say they haven't. Because, you know, chances are you're in this business because you saw the WWE. Uh, yeah, eventually. Uh, I, I kind of want to put myself in the best position before I even venture out to that. Uh, I think, I I think wanna... personally, my advice to you is to go through that. I mean, you can get in. Because, for, for instance, uh, I, know, I don't know if Justin was watching, but I was. Um, during the Royal Rumble, we were sitting there, and after every segment, they had a whole bunch of wrestlers come out. Uh, uh, guys, not wrestlers, guys to do stuff with the ring. And uh, you could tell that most of these guys were wrestlers, up-and-coming yeah. wrestlers. And um, that's something that you might, you know. I mean, you have to, everybody goes through it. From reading books of, you know. Hogan and and Flair and all those other guys, Edge, they all started by building up rings. Have you done that yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, when I first time I had uh, these half shows in a couple of months, and the venue was right like the same block as the school, but uh, it's a very narrow block and moving that heavy ring. Uh, I've done that a bunch of times.
Breaking Ground. The the wrestlers that help are the the up and comers and the rookies. The ones that they're yeah, on the NXT there. but they're not, you know, being like, used. Yeah, they're just there once in a while. So they're the ones that build the ring. Definitely in live events and um, in full sale, it's it's they have a staff for that. But there are people like uh, Sarah Lee earlier Tuesday. Um, she was helping. I saw on her Snapchat she was helping out. She well, she said she was re- getting ready to set up the well, the full Sarah Arena. Who Sarah Lee is? For Sarah Lee is uh, that, the casual fan. Sarah Lee is the female tough enough winner. The male tough enough winner being Josh uh, Joshua Brettel. Um, so those guys, you know, those two make working their way up in the WWE uh, ladder are the ones building the ring and setting all that up and. Um, so, so when you set up that ring, you, you learn to appreciate how just how dangerous the ring is. Like it's not, you know, people have this misconception. It's just a big trampoline. Yeah. The first thing from it, you just just it's metal and wood. It's soft. It's not scary seeing it when it's stripped out. So we heard about, you know, your experience as a child, teenager, young adult. You you, you went into Hog. Uh, you said you briefly wrestled for Fighting Spirit Wrestling, which incidentally is also FSW. And um, you you went to CAP with Kurt Hawkins or Brian Myers for the people that follow him still. Um, what's and and you talk you also uh, wrestled for occasionally CZW. What's yeah, next? What's next for? Lazaro Oseas coming in the future. Well, I'm kind of just like last week I did a couple of tryouts that actually went uh, really well. You guys didn't hear back from uh, like some time dates, I guess. Uh, that's just that, that's kind of just next, trying to get experience, trying to get out there. Uh, definitely, you know, get out because New York, New York is a very tricky place for wrestling. There's a lot of companies, but uh, you know, it's not they're not only really easy to just branch out and pick somebody because everybody has a resume. And that's the problem, like a lot of, I don't really have a resume, so I just need to get out anywhere and everywhere and uh, tell promos, work matches, and do whatever I have to do to build some kind of momentum or some kind of fan base to get over I am. That, that's just the most important thing. Um, so, we, we've actually been talking for a while here, but uh, I don't want to hold you up too much. Uh, we're, we're probably going to let you go in a bit. But I want to hear, so far th- from where you are in your career at this point, I want to hear your favorite moment or story you have being on the road and in the indies between the companies. What's what's your favorite moment that you have so far as a wrestler? Uh, by far, it was being uh, allowed to be at Cage of Death. Uh, Cage of Death is CZW's WrestleMania. And uh, just, I just remember being so nervous. Going there, knowing what I was getting myself into, and uh, everybody sees that he's great. The professional place, they just they treat you, they treat the champ thing the same as they do somebody like myself, and uh, that's just that by far. It wasn't much of a commute, two hour drive from where I live, but just being there, just watching that production, the way that was set up, and everything was major league. It was like, you know, 
it really helped. I mean, my girlfriend came with me. And she was expecting it to be like in a bingo hall. And she got, like, it was a, a hockey rink that they just turned into a venue. And it's just amazing. Like, that was probably the best experience I've had so far. It was just amazing. And just being there, sitting there thinking, like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, why am I here? It's just uh, to sit in the Dodge dugout and everything, didn't you? Mets end up whooping them in the a, a, uh, NLDS. <laughs> a year later, <laughs> All right, man. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll let you go. Um, you know, thank, thanks for being our first guest. It's the only second episode. We already got a guest. Don't don't be a stranger. We'll definitely bring <laughs> you back on FSW. You're, you're an FSW you know, original. Yeah, we wish you. Hopefully, you get Hulk Hogan on and. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, brother. I'm gunning for it, Hogan. We're giving you your chance. <laughs> All right. Um, we 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 wish you continued success. Um, hopefully, we'll see Thank you. you in, I appreciate that. We, we'll, you know, hopefully, see you in the WWE or TNA, whichever. TNA, Ring of Honor, with Lucha Underground, you know, whatever, whatever suits your career. If you need a manager, you know, we both look alike. I'm shorter, but we look alike, and yeah, you I can, I can run some interference for you. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, lots of success, and uh, you know, I'll I'll be talking to you soon. We all wish, right, so thank you. I appreciate it. You we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Lazaro Oseus. Uh We're gonna move on a few, two more topics, and then we we'll be done for the day until episode three. Let's start with the. We got okay. We're gonna end this show in the Twitter world. Two cryptic tweets. First off, Stardust tweeted, uh, Stardust is coming to an end. 
He blacked out his profile picture and he blacked out his header picture. I, I don't see what, how is that cryptic. <laughs> it pretty much says Stardust because, is coming to an end. Because then, <laughs> because then on Raw, we didn't see him. We didn't see Cody. We saw Goldust. But we didn't see, like, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And by the way, when did uh, Goldust get electrocuted again? <laughs> I don't know. That was funny, though. Um, So, you know, is that Cody Rhodes coming back? A lot of people want it. A lot of people love the Cody Rhodes character better than Star Stardust. Um, I'm clicking a pen. I am sorry, people. <laughs> yes, pen clicker. So, um, listen, we we had notes. All right, we we need to get ready for this episode. Um, so you know, there, there's that speculation. Uh, next episode, we hopefully we got more answers on it. And now the. Real cryptic tweet came from Samoa Joe, in which he says, uh, "You want to read that one?" Yeah, it says the the pieces are now all in proximity and one, and on the current playing surface. Could we have a TNA? Uh, correct. I'm sorry, I wrote it. He can't read my handwriting. I yeah. should have just read it. It says you have well, one <laughs> job. It says, it says, and I quote. The pieces are now all in proximity and on the correct playing surface. I warned you, it was all changing. Buckle up and get ready. Hashtag 2006, unquote. TNA. Uh, We're having a TNA <laughs> invasion in WWE. We're have Samoa Joe, Austin Aries, AJ Styles, <laughs> all coming together to take over NXT, WWE, Raw, SmackDown. I mean... It could just mean their names will be the 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 numbasses, which is you know TNA. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, I can mean a lot. I I think realistically, I think realistic. WWE don't care about TNA, and they never want to mention them. Realistically, it just means you know his boys are here, the best wrestlers in the industry today. Well, you know, what, nowhere but the WWE. What happens is sometimes you leave a company and you go somewhere where you just you, you know, the people that you've worked with for the last five or six years are no longer there. But here, he has a lot of his uh, buddies from TNA, uh, as you mentioned, Austin Aries, uh, um, AJ Styles, uh, Doc Gallows, Doc Gallows, yeah, and uh, Carl Anderson should be coming in. Let's no, don't quote us. Should be coming in. You never know. Um, I think that's it. That's yeah. it for today's episode, episode two. Yeah. Um, fo- uh, like us on Facebook, FSW Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FSW Podcast. Uh, email us your questions, concerns, uh, business deals, whatever you want. FSW Podcast at gmail.com. Let me give a special thanks to SoundCloud.com. Without them, you will not be hearing this podcast. With that, I'm Jay Rodriguez. And listen, before I say goodbye, if you haven't gotten the WWE Network, you're missing out. Go get it. Um, now I'm Jay Rodriguez. No, and we I, got more. What is this? I want to thank our guest. How can you not thank our guest one more time? He's our cousin. Air? He doesn't need our thanks. Well, he still came on. He took his time. He he Could've broke been he, sleeping. He was our first guest. You know, instantly episode two. He 
the minute we told him we were starting this, he wanted to be. Um, but uh, you hear that? Yeah, that that's the music. They're kicking us out. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Jay Rodriguez. And I'm Big Papa Pump Felix. We'll see you next time on FSW Podcast. It's just two. Woo!